Ooh, welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Josh Graves, and he is the director of the upcoming indie horror film, The House That Eats Flesh. Hey, Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. So glad to have you on. I know I had Melissa on, I believe it was earlier this week. Um, so I'm glad that we can make this happen. I told her that I wanted to reach out to you to begin with, and that's what I did. And here we are. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Awesome. Thank you. So I guess the first question I got for you is, uh, what made you decide to become a filmmaker? Um, so it's pretty much cliche at this point, but um, obviously Evil Dead 2 is what made me really want to go after being a filmmaker, but it didn't always start with horror for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as a kid, I was brought up watching uh, comedies and, um, you know, like the Three Stooges and Laurel and Hardy. And that kind of got me into horror because they always had those Halloween specials. Right. So I was introduced to the Halloween specials, but as comedies. So then, of course, I started watching um, Abbott and Costello. And then that's when Frankenstein and Dracula yeah. uh, came about. So I was, I was always interested in horror, but it wasn't until I watched uh, Evil Dead 2 that I was like, man, I really want to get into the, the process and production of, of making films. And um my dad was a huge VHS collector. So he had, um, he had like all the raunchy stuff, like up on a high shelf that I couldn't get to. So one day he was at work and, um, my mom was, uh, watching after us, but I'd always sneak into the movie room and, and watch like Beetlejuice and stuff like that. But, um, I remember going up to his top shelf. I grabbed a chair, got up to his top shelf, and he had like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, one and two, and he had uh, Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. And I don't know why I didn't start with just Evil Dead, but I put in Evil Dead Two, and, and that's when it all just like changed my life forever. Nice, yeah, that's awesome. I know that. Uh, like, I mean, VHS. I missed those days so much. Like, I loved going to the uh, video store and just looking at the, uh, you know, the cases of the VHS, like which one do I want to rent? And you make your decision, not based on what the movie is, but you make your decision based on what the case looked like. Absolutely. It's all about the artwork. Absolutely. And that, that really is where it draws them in for a film because you're, you're, if the artwork draws you in and appeals to you, you're, it's going to catch your eye and it's going to be something that you want to, you want to, you know, see what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of how I've, taken the direction to the house eats flesh and in any film in particular that i do if it doesn't have good artwork people are just gonna like nah i think i'll pass on that one absolutely absolutely so speaking of uh the house that eats flesh for those that are unfamiliar about it what what is it about can you tell us what this movie is um, so it's about a group of friends going on a vacation for Thanksgiving. And the reason I decided to make it Thanksgiving is because um, Thanksgiving has always kind of meant a lot to me as a person. Um, you know, it deals with a lot of family and friends and everything. So I said it during Thanksgiving um, and they have like a little Thanksgiving dinner and everything. But um, basically, it's about a bunch of friends going on uh, kind of like a family, not a family reunion, but like a school high school reunion without the high school. 
Um, So they go up into the mountains, of course, because I live in North Carolina, so we're surrounded by mountains. And I have all kinds of horror stories about mountains. So why not make a movie in the mountains? Um, So they get to this house and um, they find it really cheap on um, like something like Craigslist. Mm -hmm. So um, they rent it out for the week and, you know, something's just not quite right about the house. Um, And Lisa Wilcox from A Nightmare on Elm Street is um, actually playing the curator of the house. So that's really cool to have her. And um, so basically the house is sitting on top of the gates of hell and a bunch of um, possessed uh, zombies and um, this um, like protector of the of hell is there trying to um, keep hell from like spilling over right um so yeah it's basically like a um if you're familiar of gates of hell mm-hmm. uh, by uh fulci then you'll probably be a big fan of the house that eats flesh because there's a lot of nuance that i put into the film but um yeah it's basically just uh, a mix between house evil dead and the texas chainsaw massacre nice nice so where did the idea of for the house of Eat, uh, the house that eats flesh where did it come from like what made, made you decide this is the movie I would like to make um, so basically my grandma's house is like the scariest house on earth and it it frightened me as a child and every time that I would go spend the night at, at her house we'd hear noises and creaking and it just it was so scary that my grandma used to tell me that the house was alive and if I didn't fall asleep at night that it was gonna come get me and it scared the shit out of me so bad that it just stuck with me for all these years. So I ended up writing the script probably, oh man, eight years ago, probably. And it just set dormant and I could never figure out what I wanted to do with it. And from that script to now, it's changed a whole lot. And it wasn't necessarily about the house at that point. It was, it was about, um, it was like a zombie movie pretty much. Um, but now it's more of, okay, the house is alive. I, I brought it back to that because that's just what scared me as a child. So I was yeah. like, well, let's do what I know. Let's do the scary stories. My grandma used to tell to me and mm-hmm. let me put it into a movie. So right. that's where that came from. And you get a lot of your like, you know your typical slashers like your jasons and your freddies and your michaels and you get like your typical doll horror films but there really isn't that many there's some but there's not that many movies about that house being alive type of horror vibe you know what i mean like you have your you have some of them but like you don't have as many as you would have a, a typical slasher or doll movie yeah most of the time it's more like um the sofa in the house is alive mm-hmm. like uh right and it's more like uh, like it, it takes more of away from house, mm-hmm. um, the house franchise um, where the house is technically yeah. alive in that in those films. So that's I don't want to say that's where I got the idea from, but mm-hmm. it um, it definitely played a role because yeah. I watched that as a child. So I was like, yeah. like, well, I don't want to even try to remake this because it's great. So yeah. let me take what made that good and put into into my film and i don't want to say rip off but pay homage to 
Absolutely. So um, you mentioned earlier that Lisa Wilcox will be in as the curator of the house. Um, I interviewed her. She's an amazing lady. She's very sweet, um, very amazing. Like, she's just amazing. And I mean, anybody that watches The Nightmare on Elm Street, they know Nancy and they know Alice. Like, yeah. you, you know those two, obviously, because those are the, the really, you know, big, you know, final girls of the franchise. Yeah. Um, so can I guess, I don't know if you can really tell us this, because obviously the movie isn't out yet um, or even started filming yet, but what is there any like hints or like i guess sneak peeks of what we can expect from lisa's character in the movie that might you know without i guess giving a lot away um so basically you know as a nightmare on elm street um fan i, I want to kind of i kind of want to lean into that a little bit and kind of give her a little bit of freedom um, cause she had a lot of freedom in a nightmare on Elm street. And I don't want to be like, this is what I need you to do. Obviously. Um, I kind of want to give her freedom to kind of play the character the way she wants to. Um, I know that she's going to take it to the extreme level, which, which I'm very happy with. Um, I can, I could say that because I've talked to her about it and everything. She's really excited for it. And, um, she's, she's ready to get bloody. She's ready to get, um, just evil because she doesn't really get a chance to play the evil type roles right most of the time it's just like the final girl or um just uh, a a character that's uh, a a victim Mm -hmm. so um i'm giving her that chance to kind of play the um the evil role and i don't want to give that away but pretty much uh, it's an evil role eviler role that she had that she's had um so it's um it's really exciting, exciting to see her not play the victim, but play a um, pretty big um, evil role. Nice. So I, I really, um, I really think she's going to dig that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I mean, if you, ha- if the viewers watching this, they haven't seen Melissa's interview, they wouldn't know the answer to this question. So I would let you answer it as well. So um, when does filming begin and where are you going to be filming at? Filming begins actually uh, September 5th, um, and it's going to be in Pittsburgh, North Carolina. Um, it's not like heavily surrounded by mountains, but it's surrounded by a lot of um, lakes and stuff. So we, we tend to, um, to make that work in our favor. Um, it's surrounded by trees, which I, I love nature. So I try to put um, nature as much as I can into, into my filmmaking. So right. Um, it definitely has to have the trees. It definitely has to has wa- have water and, and, and a really creepy vibe to it. And I think we really got the perfect location. Awesome. So I know obviously making any movie, it is, it's obviously needs this funding. It needs money. Now, uh, I'm sure you, I know you have an Indiegogo going on because I donated <laughs> and yeah, I am absolutely. very proud to be an, uh, an associate producer on the film. I'm more than happy to be an associate producer. And I want anybody else that would like to have the opportunity to be a part of the film in any way, shape or form that would like to donate and help you guys out get that chance. So how can they donate to the Indiegogo or is it still running? Um Technically, our Indiegogo is still running right now. It is um, in demand and you can go on there. Now, a lot of perks are not available at the moment. For one, we either have um, filled those perks. Um, we don't have any more to, uh, to, to sell. Um, but I know that you can still purchase the Blu-rays, the DVDs. There's associate producer perks. There's executive producer perks um available it, it, stuff like that is still available and you can still go donate and we're still getting donations and and it's been really cool um 
and for the ones who have donated, um, you know, including you, thank you so much for all your support. And it just means a lot to us because we couldn't make it without the fans of horror yeah. and, and, and indie horror. It, we yeah. couldn't do it without you guys. And it really means a lot. Absolutely. As an, as an indie filmmaker myself, um, I know how hard it is to make a movie. We have one out. Yeah. We're filming our next one next weekend. I know how hard it is to, uh, you know, make a movie and how it's very time consuming, um, very stressful. And 90% of it is made just from the backers. Cause yeah. I mean, you can make your own movie, but it's going to cost you an arm and a leg and a lot of saving yeah. to do it. It is not yeah. cheap and it's not easy. It's fun, but it's not easy. <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know it's like i tell people i was like if we don't get the funding for the movie i'll just go take out a loan from the bank i mean that, that's how bad i want to make this film and yeah. it just you know I, I put my own sweat i put my own blood into the film and um i put my own money into the film you know because it really means a lot to me and and I, I, I think it means a lot to the cast and the crew, at least right. i hope it does um right. but I'm, I'm really looking forward to you know making one of the horror films that everyone can go, oh man, I'm gonna watch this every Thanksgiving. That would be so cool. Yeah, absolutely. And it's your baby. Like, you you know, you, yeah. you this is yours since the beginning. So, I mean, obviously it's going to mean so much to you and you want to get this made in any way and any means possible. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I know you announced on Facebook, was it a couple days ago or a week ago or so, two other films that are going to be following the house that eats flesh making it i'm assuming a trilogy um so after you complete the house that eats flesh can you tell us a little bit about these films like what is the names and what can we expect from each of them okay so um basically uh, i've always wanted to kind of make it a trilogy I, I knew it was bigger than just one film um and you know i kind of wanted to go from small to big mm -hmm. um we get to see how um don't want to ruin the ending of um the house that eats flesh but um we kind of get to see how aftermath spills over from the house mm -hmm. and um it creeps into a small town and then after that it creeps into a big city and um Basically, that's a throwback to um, the 80s Italian cinema where they're always sequelizing everything yeah. They're um, They want to have a trilogy of everything. Um, mm -hmm. So basically, you know, me growing up with Italian cinema and, and, and American horror sim cinema, it just um, it felt right as a trilogy. Um, I felt like that I can tell the whole story instead of just a section of it. So I've been working pretty um pretty hard on the town that eats flesh and then the city that eats flesh um and the town that eats flesh is pretty much like it, it has like a tremors vibe to it a little bit you know small town you know getting uh, overrun by uh evil I'll, I'll say evil um <laughs> and then the city that eats flesh obviously is an homage to um the city of the living dead and stuff like that um because i'm a huge fulci fan so i have to uh pay homage to that but you know it gives like a, a zombie fire zombie vibe zombie two vibe dawn of the dead stuff like that um so yeah i've always knew i wanted to make it a trilogy so i was like i have the means to so why not right now i know you said you want to make it a trilogy but can we possibly expect a the world that eats flesh 
I mean, it's possible. Um, <laughs> it's it's very possible. I don't know how I would do that. It would take a lot of money for that. Maybe maybe if I become like this huge Hollywood director, maybe maybe right. that's possible. Right. Maybe you can, you know, film in all sections of the world, every continent, including Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, I think that's what I'll do. I'll definitely uh, I'll go from like the world that eats flesh to like the universe that eats flesh and just keep on yeah. going. You have the galaxy that eats flesh and then finally the yeah. heaven that eats flesh. Included <laughs> yeah, with the heavens right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Like Jesus fighting evil, man. We'll bring the Bible to life at that point. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Actually, I might have to steal that idea now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> so um, I guess uh, this one, you kind of answered this question. Um, I'm kind of going to. I guess, um, ask it a little differently, but, um, the original question was how do both of these films tie into the house that he's flesh to kind of answer that. So more of, is there, is any of it going to be like a prequel to the house that he's flesh, like what led up to it, or are they just going to be like direct sequels? Um, as of right now, they're just going to be direct sequels. Um, yeah. now we do have a plan on like a novelization or mm -hmm. like a, um, comic book series to, okay. um, prequelize it. Um, just if if I come up with a good idea of how to yeah. start with the whole um, possession and the gates of hell situation, you know, we'll go that route. I have talked to yeah. some people um, about comic books and, and and books and stuff, so it's possible. Um, but again, all that takes money, and um, really you know, I, I don't want to um, sit here and bombard people with Indiegogos, like, hey, give me your money. Because right. um, I'm thankful for everything they've given so far. Right. And um, I, I just don't want to be like, hey, my handout. Hey, can I have some more money? You know, a couple right. cents. Right. But um, yeah. if if I have the means to and uh, I don't actually have to run to Indiegogo, that would be great. Right. Um, then we'll um, as of right now, there's no plans to prequelize anything. It's just direct sequels. Absolutely. That sounds really cool. I, I can't wait for this, obviously. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have donated if I didn't believe in the uh, project itself, because I really take these projects seriously, because, like, you know, that whole Once Upon a Nightmare fiasco that happened where they oh, yeah. spending people out of money and everything, like, I know I knew the guy personally, and I kind of knew his game, and he wanted me to be a part of the project. I'm like, sure. And then he wanted me to donate after. I'm like, I think this is going to be another one of his scams. That's when I end up giving uh, my company's COO the uh, the plagiarism thing that I found online about what he did years ago. And then yeah. he sent it to our CEO and she sent it to Noelle Berger. And then it just blossomed from there. Yeah. But I just don't like seeing people taken advantage of. And I, I, I asked Noelle about you and she, you know, vouched for you. Um, and uh, I read the premise of the, of the project and I really believe in it. So if anybody's listening to this, yes, they met their goal and they're on demand, but um, it doesn't hurt if you want to be a part of the movie still donate. Cause it's, it really, has a you know it's really good and josh is a good guy so definitely uh but definitely look into it because some people are out there to take advantage josh isn't one of them obviously but um definitely uh you know look into them if you have any questions ask myself noelle Berger, anybody that you need to ask and do your research do your research yeah absolutely it's 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 all about research um you know and it sadly it happens there's people yeah. out there that want to take advantage of people and it gives people like myself and a lot of other uh, yeah. hardworking indie horror filmmakers it gives them i don't want to say a bad name but people yeah. start looking at the whole indiegogo scene a little differently they do and yep they do 
and it just sucks for us because um i mean our campaign i think i don't know if we were in the middle of our campaign or it had just ended or something i can't remember but i mean i was getting messages you know from people concerned and i was like no we have nothing to do with that production you know we're our own separate separate thing none of our people were involved in that and it just um it kind of makes us look bad and people like that don't need to be in the scene and it just it sucks for filmmakers alike but you know i've said it once and i'll say it a thousand times i'm thankful for everyone that is uh that has donated and i'm thankful that for everyone that has gotten involved on this project because we couldn't do it without them Yep, absolutely. It was funny because like when that product was going on, he had me sign on. He's like, and you could film from Maryland or Pennsylvania, whatever is best suits you. I'm like, okay, well, that sounds pretty cool. I thought maybe he was going to be, you know, he was doing something legit this time. Maybe it wasn't like a scam or whatever, you know? So I'm like, yeah, I would love to do that. Next thing you know, I'm in the group chat and I have to fly out to California next week to film. Like what? I mean, you're not even done your Indiegogo and I'm flying out to California next week when you said I could be in Maryland or Pennsylvania. That's a little weird. Like, why wasn't yeah. I told that I would have to be in California filming? Like, it's yeah. just, like, just red flags like that really, yeah. you know, that make people think. And then, like, on top of that, like, he, had, he promoted people like Kane Hodder and all that. Like, Kane Hodder, first of all, he doesn't like being associated with Indiegogo's because if, if, if the project falls through, which legitimate projects do fall through, they don't plan on scam, scamming people. They do fall through. The good people, when they fall through, will refund the money. But yeah. um, but the uh, projects do fall through because sometimes you know you can make it and you, you get there. But then cast starts, you know, falling out and, you know, like, you know, they can't meet the scheduling or all that stuff happens. So that, that stuff is part of filmmaking. But the but always do your research because the people that are are good, um, the people that are good with you are going to actually, um, you know, deal with you and help you out like actually communicate out about your refunds and about your product products and all that that you you know you donated to so yeah absolutely and you know like you said again it's it's a part of filmmaking people drop out um you know we, we've had a lot of dropouts and it was there's no bad blood between anybody it's all like professional it's like okay well yeah. you know you can't do this well i completely understand mm-hmm. and it's all about supporting each other and i still yeah. i love and support everyone i'm that's been involved with the with the film yeah. i have no bad blood or ill intentions towards anybody because that's a part of filmmaking yeah. and um people drop out the script changes it's it's just a process yeah. and you know i we haven't always had Lisa Wilcox involved. She right. came on a little bit later and um, she was all for being a part of the Indiegogo and she's been there ever since. And it's been, um, it's been, it's been really exciting and um, absolutely everyone's worked really hard for this. So I, I can't wait to start filming. Awesome. And I, I interviewed Melissa, amazing lady. I can't wait to see her in this. I can't wait to see Lisa in this. Obviously we know what she can do because of, you know, the two nightmare on Elm Street she was in. So you do have, yeah. like, you know, you have some big names in here. Like you have Lisa Wilcox, then you have, you know, good, like, you know, good up and coming and good indie artists and indie actors like Melissa. And then of course you're helming it as the director. So I really see this project being a kick-ass scary project. It's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't wait to start filming. And, you know, I just want to thank everybody again for, for donating and helping support the project because we couldn't do it without them. Absolutely. So one last question I got for you outside of the house that eats flesh, the town that eats flesh and the city that eats flesh. Do you have any other projects in the works that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audiences, as well as any social media accounts and or websites? 
Um, yeah, actually, I have a lot, and I guess I can make the uh, first announcement here since I'm uh, since I'm here right now. I haven't mentioned it on social media or anything, but me and my wife are actually going to go um, into, I'd say, business together and open up our own production company, nice. and um, that's where I've mentioned Hacksaw Slumber Party. Um, that's eventually going to happen. Uh, Venture, uh, Vicious Sisters and um the killer vampire nuns and then our new film this is actually her idea we're going to do um uh vamp billies vampire hill billies um that sounds actually (laughs) really interesting i like i like that idea yeah so uh that's going to be really exciting of course some of these haven't even have they don't even have a script yet but um their ideas there's stuff we want to do um hacksaw slumber party is the script has been completed. We just have to film. Um, Vicious Sisters is the same. Um, I actually have a trailer for Vicious Sisters. Um, you can find it on uh, YouTube at Josh Graves Horror. Um, and obviously my Facebook, you know, Josh Graves. And then Instagram, Josh Graves Horror. Um, you can find me. Um, I'm more active on Instagram. Um, I use uh, Facebook more as a business uh, account. So, yeah, you can find me on those uh, those things right there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Josh, for joining me. Oh, absolutely, man. It's been a blast. Yeah, it ha- absolutely has. So um, obviously, if you're watching this after this interview is aired, who knows if you're watching it a year or two from now, um, you can check out Josh's IMDb. I'm sure he has an IMDb. You can keep up with any projects that he has that he hasn't mentioned here that he has in the works on his IMDb page. I'm sure they'll be updated when they are, you know, official. Yeah. Right. All right. I thank you, man, so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. I'm so glad uh, that we could promote this and get the word out about the house that eats flesh more than it already has been. Obviously, it's been promoted a lot. I mean, met your goal and, you know, we're on our way to filming in September. I can't wait uh, to see this final product. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. You have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye.